Hello. Oh, hi, Merlin. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Boy, I'm very well. Good. <clears throat> Suppose I should send the little tweet out. Send out the tweet. That lets little the, tweet. Just a little the people one. people know. <sighs> I'm pretty sure we you did mention the the podcast, the Chernobyl podcast. I could have sworn that you mentioned the Chernobyl podcast. <clears throat> um, yes. See, this is where we get into problems because uh, you know how I am. Yeah, I do. I'm like a dog with a bone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, I, come on. I know exactly what you mean. I got a bone, man. Yeah, you do. Um, <clears throat> I used to have a, a friend whose uh, sister had a chihuahua and it would ruin his little Winnie the Pooh. He would just, it was a very abusive chihuahua. Yeah. He, he would shake the crap out of it and then fornicate with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you've got, you've got to have a happy ending. They should, excuse me, they should, they should they could go to a poo shelter, you know? I mean, get it out of there. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a little horse, I'm a pony. Um, now, I was just having this conversation with my son this morning. Well, let me, let me close. The th- what I was going to say was, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm just, it's a, it's related to what you were saying is that we can okay. circle well, back we'll to it. put a pin it. in that. We'll circle back. Okay. Let's circle back to it. W- Winnie, I'll make Winnie a the note Pooh. right now. Winnie the Pooh. There's, there's a lot of animals that live in the woods and have housing problems. <laughs> really, Winnie the Pooh is about sadness and housing problems. <laughs> Think about it. I, it's been a while everybody keeps, since. Everybody keeps, everybody keeps losing their house. <laughs> sadness and housing problems. Uh-huh. Okay. You got the rabbit. Rabbit's got housing problems. They got a bear in the hole. Excuse me. Was that a technical you you unzipped? I'm unzipping a bag. I like this episode. I like this episode. Um, Get my my stuff. uh, You got the the owl. Owl has housing problems. Piglet. My God, Piglet has housing problems. You got the uh, dysthymic donkey. You watching Dark Season 2? Nope. Nope, no, nope. Don't know what it is. Is that the one where I'm thinking of Pose? What's Dark? Dark is an as an amazing, amazing uh, show. It's on Netflix, but it's a show that was made in, I believe, Germany. It's German with subtitles is the way to watch it. And season one, it's about it, it, loose, loosely. It's about time travel, but it's amazing. Oh, you, you might have told me about this. Okay, I'm going to add this. I would love to get your take on it. It it is. Um, it's one of those shows that is. It's it's made for smart people. Mm-hmm. So that the regular people like us, you've you've got to work to understand and follow oh, it's, everything it's, it's that goes us. on. He's us coming, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's just such a great. The acting is great, um, and the the whole show, the concept of the show, and the way the characters interact with one another through time is fascinating. And and char- it's I don't want to I don't want to say too much about it because no, no, saying no, no, anything no. about it gives it away. Other than to say it, it involves time travel, and it's okay, it's okay, fantastic, okay. and it connects. In a way to to Chernobyl as well, so it's worth a watch a for that. Ten episodes. All right, I can do that. I can do that. Season two just came TV. out. All right, I'm always looking for a new TV. The Germans make a good TV show. They do that. You get that Deutschland. That that Deutschland 1980 something. That's a good show. You got the um, you got the one about uh, there's the Nazi one. Um, all right. Um, <clears throat> Highly recommended to to you and the audience. What's wrong with me, Dan? Do I need to go to a doctor? What is it? Are you going to cough? <clears throat> it might be my lumbago. Well, I wanted to circle back to the comment you made a, a minute ago about a pony because I was discussing this with my son this morning. My son and I were recently looking at some videos of miniature horses. Mm-hmm. And apparently 
and here's, I, I need someone to in the audience to weigh in on this because there's, it's impossible to find out without a member of the audience weighing in. I couldn't okay. look this up. Okay. Uh, but my understanding is that a pony is not a small horse. A pony well, is its own separate thing, like a donkey getting, or a, a you're mule. You're getting into terms of art because certainly a, a small horse begins life as a pony, but it's a pony version of a small horse. Right. Right? Yeah. Like a little Sebastian, like when it's born, <laughs> it's going to be littler because it's a pony. But I think, I think the namespace pollution is one can confuse a fully grown small, small horse with a merely small horse. Yes. In other words, not pony as in stage of standard horse, but pony as in the separate thing from horse. But my question is then, how does a miniature horse fit into this? Is a miniature horse the same, like how you have a a case of like dwarfism that has then been genetically selected for and bred with other dwarven horses? I mentioned this because you're doing the minifig thing. Yeah. Well, this, this came up not too long ago when, um, my kid asked me a question I did not know the answer to, which is like, you know, the, the, the Dinklage, you know, yeah. when Tyrion Lannister was a baby, mm-hmm. did they know that, that he would be uh, a little person right. when he grew up? And the truth is, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. And I'm not going to look it up. No. But, but if you, if we, let's take it away from Dinklage and make it about babies, a, a baby is necessarily, this is a little Socratic, so follow me here. This is my red yarn. Uh, you got a, a baby is a, a small person, but most babies grow up to be larger persons. No shade, no lemonade. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, one does not confuse Peter. Oh God. Nobody thinks Peter Dinklage is a baby, except maybe right. for another baby. And he's not a baby. So that's just confusing to everyone. And I'm not making this about Peter Dinklage. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <clears throat> but it is very confusing. And this, uh, so did you watch um, uh, Parks and Rec? Have you watched that? I've seen some of the first season of it. It uh, seems to be very good. Oh, start start later in the first season. It we had this way... conversation because I started watching it when I was in the dentist chair and they had yeah. the, the Netflix on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah, said, yeah. D- you said, skip season one, go right into, but I can't, I don't work like that. I get to start I know. at the So beginning. you do it in Syracuse order. I mean, I which feel is like the just show, the the order that the episodes came out, which in. is the order exactly right, <laughs> right? Like that, like your uh, your buddy Max has this guide on how to best enjoy Star oh, Trek yes. Next Generation, and my he did son that for and, a couple of the Star Trek series, and it's yeah, really was really good. He's it's really really good advice, and and my response to that when I started watching it with my boy, and we're we're halfway through season seven, the final season. Um, was to throw all that out and just watch every single yes. episode. And that's, that's, that's how yeah, I do everything. I mean, that, that is, hmm, this, this comes up every six weeks or so, but like, you know, the, the trouble is that, uh, you know, as they say, times of confusion, there's, there's so much media out there. And if somebody, you know, has, uh, is kind enough to ask me for an opinion about something, I don't want to, my, my advice to someone is not, want not to watch whatever seven times 35 times an hour is of of tv or you know what i mean or even 30 like that that's a lot of that's that's two thousand hours of tv you know that's a lot or whatever <clears throat> the um i'm so sorry i don't know what's wrong with my voice um that that's not advice Ad- advice is not watch all of the things 
what one offers when one has the opportunity to say, like, as we've said before, you know, my, my goal is to, like, let you figure out whether this is the right thing for you. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I can offer as somebody who perhaps enjoys a show a lot oh, is to say, like, you know, in the case of Chernobyl, like, just watch it. You know, it's it's five hours. Like, you can, it's worth the five hours. Right. You know, trust right. me. Right, sure. But in the case of something like Parks and Rec, and I gotta say The Office, another show that we just shotgunned uh, not very long ago, the first few, at least the first, very much the first couple episodes of The Office are execrable. They are actually literally bad. And I'm still mad about the, the time that I wasted watching that show <laughs> when it first came out because I was so goddamn mad. I was like, they're just doing the British office, but bad, right? And But then you get the diversity episode, things start to pick up. And then, you know, that is a, it, it, it was allowed to become its own show. And, and Dwight is very different from Gareth. And there's so many ways and like, you know, um, uh, Keith is very different from Kevin, even though they're basically the same character in theory. Um, it's like an alternate timeline in some ways. But okay, so but, but the thing is, as with The Office, Parks and Rec is a show that my concern would be that if you watch the first episode of Parks and Rec, you will pick up a lot of what's annoying uh, cloying even about Parks and Rec without appreciating what's great about it. And the development of those characters, even by the end of the first season, is so good. I feel very comfortable saying, I think that I think the Greg Pakitis episode is extremely good, just on its own. As a standalone episode of TV, you can watch the Greg Pakitis episode, the Halloween episode from the first season, and it's great. Just a very few episodes later, if memory serves, we get the introduction of Adam Scott and Rob Lowe, their characters. And that is when the show really blossoms. Not, you know, yeah, sure. It's the beginning of what will become a relationship between one of those guys. Well, actually both those guys and some of the other characters romantically. But, I mean, you know, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is in addition to people not having time to watch everything, I don't want people to jump in. I, I really think The Office is worth watching to the end. The finale of The Office is so weird. It's so strange and has so much payoff to watch people, two people standing in their own graves when they're getting married is very, very funny. Um, but you have to, you have to earn up to that point. And I'm just concerned that if you watch, start with that first episode, you're going to go, this is not for me. I'm right. I'm going to watch this. That's right. all. But <clears throat> the little Sebastian is, is a, uh, as a miniature horse. He, he used to be a pony, but then he became, uh, you know, hand of the queen. Excuse me. <laughs> so, so a listener, a listener wrote to us and, and kindly said, uh, you know, Hey, you guys should talk. I don't think you guys have talked about the Chernobyl podcast. You should talk about that. And you're stipulating, you think we have talked about that. Either, um, either we talk, either we talked about it and you recommended it, or I had an incredibly vivid, hyper-realistic dream in which you just did that. Because well, this is why I'm like a dog with a bone or possibly a small poo bear. Is that is that my, my, my thing is I talk I've talked about it in so many places. Um, actually, the episode of Reconcilable Differences that comes out uh, tomorrow or Thursday, uh, we do a spoiler spot, spoiler slot, spoiler smot. We talked about Chernobyl on, on that episode uh, in some depth. Um, and and I, I, you know the thing is, if you like the Chernobyl show, I can't imagine not listening to the podcast because the podcast is so good. So it's Peter Sagel from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, talking to Craig Mazin, who's the writer, creator, showrunner guy of Chernobyl. And um, did you listen to the whole thing? No, I haven't finished it yet. But it's, it's very good. Very, very, very good. <clears throat> and I can tell you one reason I know it's good is like, 
Well, second, because uh, it's always two things with me. Second, I like forced my wife to listen to it. Not uh, forced. Yeah. Yeah, She's yeah. not a poo bear. But like I, I did say like, you really need to listen to this. But first, I was quoting that thing left and right. There's so many interesting facts about the Chernobyl incident, but especially about the making of that show and the decisions, like how they decided to do what they did. So if we're talking about it a second time, I apologize, but they're, they're both very See, good. that's, that's why I feel like we did. We, we have to have talked about this and this is the, the I'll tell, I'll, let's let the audience in on a little something about oh being a okay. prof- professional podcaster. <laughs> yeah. What happens is we will talk about something, you know, in, in, in an episode, let's say, well, I don't even know what number today's episode 432. We might've talked about something back in episode 429, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, and for some reason that neither of us can, uh, can explain is not everybody who listens to this show listens to it the moment that it comes out people are not dropping everything they're doing to listen to it. And sometimes they might even be one, two, even three weeks behind us. And so we might get, we might have talked about Chernobyl on one episode. And then by the time the next episode aired, you had started listening to the podcast and talked about it. But Mm -hmm. the person who's now getting caught up, they're listening, they're listening to episode four something where you talk about it and they're like, well, he doesn't know about the, uh, the podcast. We better let him know. So they immediately right. fire off the, an email and say, well, if you like Chernobyl, you're going to love the podcast. And Whoa, then pump the brakes. He was just helping out. No, he's doing very kind, a kindness. He's doing a kindness. Yes. Ha- however, mm-hmm. uh, he has, or she has not caught up to the next episode or two in which we discuss the podcast Chernobyl mm-hmm. and therefore doesn't know that we've already done it. But then sometimes that creates the doubt in us. Wait, did we talk about it? Or didn't we talk about it? We've both done programs with John Syracuse, so we know not to trust anything we believe. Or think we believe we know. Or let alone what we know we think we believe. The worst thing he ever did to me was convince me correctly that my iPhone is slow. Oh, you're so lucky to only have one thing he's I just have for you. I just have one. Nothing else he got penetrated. (sighs) Nothing else he did penetrate. Him and Marco were just the worst at like helping you make your life miserable by seeing things you never needed to see or knowing things you never, they're like the guy who sends you lemon party. It's like, why'd you do that? Why'd you send me a lemon party? You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. So here's, 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 um, so it's a little bit of a, uh, Flintstones situation. Now, do you know what reference I'm making when I say Flintstones? Uh, that not, it, there are people born who haven't seen the Flintstones. See, you know that reference. Yeah. There's going to be at least one person out there. I'm really getting deep in the band here. Yeah. I'm, I'm so close to the metal, I might as well be metal. <laughs> if I say there's going to be at least one person, God love you, bless your heart, there's going to be at least one person listening to this program who doesn't know what I mean when I say it's a Flintstones thing. Now, yeah. There are going to be at least five people listening to this show who do know what I mean. And that's the thing. Let me ask you this. I know you're a huge fan of uh, the McElroy brothers. Um, what DVD... Did Justin famously steal from Blockbuster without looking it up? Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do? You remember which uh, which no. DVD he stole from Blockbuster? No, I, I'm not, I'm, it's okay. Good. Just stay with the bit. Do, no. do, do, do you know? Don't remember. Okay, because uh, 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 you haven't listened to hundreds of episodes of that show to know that Justin famously, as a bit, got in trouble for stealing a DVD of Fight Club. 
from mm. Blockbuster Video. And it's a funny bit. We know, we know that uh, Griffin got in trouble with Tommy Smurl because uh, he wanted to go to Bonnaroo. Uh, and and, uh, and we, we, know, we know so people who know that show, like I know that show, and I'm, I'm like, I consider myself a huge fan of that show, but I'm nowhere near the way some people are a fan of that show. So they recognize when Justin or somebody else talks and makes a reference to stealing a copy of Fight Club from Blockbuster Video, so many people, the huge fattest part of the curve is going to go, haha, that's funny. I know that bit. Over here on the other end, there's going to be somebody else going, what the hell are they talking about? Blockbuster hasn't been open in years. Who works at Block? What? What? What are you talking about? Who? Who works at Blockbuster? Right. That's over here on the left side of the curve, and over here on the on on the right side of the curve is going to be some horrible people who go. Why does he keep talking about stealing a DVD from Blockbuster Video? Everybody's listening to the same show, mostly. Mm-hmm. Some listen at, at double speed. Shame on you. Now, do you know that reference? Shame on you. Well, yeah, of course. That's a reference to a show you've done, yeah. right? So what I'm saying is that, like, this is not a criticism. It's the opposite of a criticism. It's the fact that, like, we all experience this stuff so di- You know, we're like trial famadorians. Let's be honest. That's a reference from Slaughterhouse-Five. We, we're, uh, we're like, we're, uh, at, maybe we're more like Billy, Billy Pilgrim and we're unstuck in time. And you experience these, these, these things in different ways. And believe me, if you're a dog with a bone or possibly a poo bear, that's a reference from earlier in this episode, you can get super confused about what and whether you ever talked about. Because in a relationship with your very, very good friend, one-on-one relationship, you both probably mostly remember stuff like, have I ever told you the story about X? Right. And in most cases, your friend will be cool and say, oh, no, tell that story again. But like, if you're telling a story about X to 20 people, like, who knows who's heard that story? You know, it's like they say about, uh, you know, uh, uh, reruns on NBC. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you, is what I'm saying. So what are you going to do? It's a small pony. It's a small horse pony. It's a miniature po- miniature horse. <clears throat> My voice is doing better now, but I, I don't know what's going on with me. I got to put this Netflix page away dark it's a good show i'm telling you all right the germans make a good show i'm not i'm not mad i'm, I'm just saying you you we we um you know I, I i i'll speak as somebody who gets a very very unwholesomely intimate relationship with media mm-hmm. i have very very strong opinions about media there's some stuff i like there's some stuff i don't like i try to talk about the stuff i like i try to not talk as much about the stuff i don't like because really what's the point yeah it's what's not, the point can't you can't say anything nice what, right well, a lot of people think the internet is for telling people what you don't like, which which is fine. Um, but uh, but you know, I mean, everybody's looking through a different colored crystal. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm I totally not am. really going anywhere with this. But the point is, thank you to uh, to our listener who I don't have in front of me. I don't have their name in front of me um, for, for for that. You know, I didn't even i i was I was so busy running around this morning, I didn't even have time to look at our our spreadsheet. Is there anything you want to tell me about that you like? Yes, I would love to tell you about Roan. 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 So, uh, Roan. I got, I got I got the shirt. I got it. Oh yeah. So we can, be, is, twin, we can be twinsies. We can be me. twins. Shirt uh, people. Sh- shirt brothers. Shirt brothers. This is the thing. A lot of people haven't heard about Roan yet. They're new. And uh, and if you haven't heard about it, you're missing out. This is a men's performance lifestyle and premium activewear brand. It is engineered for unparalleled quality and comfort. And it's a necessity for guys on the go. It doesn't matter if you're in the gym, you're training, or you're traveling, or you're just at work. It doesn't matter. Uh, 
they do a great, great job of making really, really good clothing for men. And I, I think, was it on our last time we talked about this, the mm-hmm. shirt that I was really, I'm trying to remember the one that I recommended May, May, to you. May 21st, you recommended that blue, on May 20, blue, blue, May 21st, blue Roan. Roan. Shirt. Yes. I can and, look it up. It's a sponsor. They're giving us money stuff, so I'll look it up. But yeah, they for sure sent me a blue shirt. And my family, I wore that blue shirt in public. Did I you showed get compliments on the shirt? Huh? Did you get compliments on the shirt? Oh, I got compliments on the shirt. Well, first of all, I wasn't wearing the thing that I wear every day which is <laughs> two items from two other sponsors that I wear literally every day. Uh-huh. And, uh, and my daughter said, is that a new shirt? Uh-huh. Which was like, basically like saying, did you wash? Right. right. I thought you lived in the woods, dad. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I ordered it May 21st. It arrived May 23rd. And I'll yeah. tell you what I got. What'd you get? I'll tell you what I got. I got the- commuter tech, I got commuter tech polo. Blue dot jacquard large slash none. I don't know what the none is. Uh, it's not maybe, that kind of none. The other no, kind of none. No. They're, no they no. make I got really, the null, really I got the great null. ones. I got none. I got none. Uh, commuter tech polo, blue dot jacquard large none. <laughs> well, the other one I was going to tell people. Like when your flash app can't find a number, it says none. <laughs> like the bread. Maybe. No. Uh, N-A, N A N capital N, <laughs> lowercase a, capital yes. N. Yeah. That's a JavaScript a great, thing. I wore that and my daughter complimented me. That that doesn't happen very often. Thank you, Roan. Roan made it possible for you to have a yes. relationship with your daughter again after and all this time. And now you and your twinsies. We're finally, we've reconciled because of my blue, blue dot jacquard, large non. And I don't even see that in their notes that it, it repairs relationships, but I guess it, I guess it does. <laughs> Uh, they make something though for the modern man, regardless of the occasion, they've got premium shorts, they've got shirts, tank tops, socks, swimwear. It's clothing that's perfect for pretty much anything. They talk a lot about commuting and wearing it to travel. And I think the reason why that's a big part of their focus is for somehow they've managed to make clothing that the, it, it is comfortable, whether it's a bit too warm or a bit too cold, it's versatile in that way. It, it is super comfortable. It doesn't seem to take wrinkles. You know, I'm, I really like that. I'm talking mainly about the shirts, but they do a lot more than just shirts. You should go and check it out and see, they, they have something called the commuter collection. It is the performance alternative to everyday workwear. So it's everything from pants, polos, shorts, shirts, but they're all lightweight. They're all comfortable. Like I said, they're all wrinkle free, all weather, anytime. And that's the thing about their stuff is that it helps you be versatile in what you're trying to do. There's a lot of time where you say, you know what? I know I'm going to be going out this evening. Do I have to go home after work? I don't really have anything that I could wear to work and then also feel cool in when I go out. Check Roan out. They're really good at making that stuff happen. It's spelled R-H-O-N-E, Roan.com slash back to work. That's a place to go visit Use the promo code back to work. You'll get 20% off your first order. So again, Roan, R-H-O-N-E, Roan.com slash back to work. Promo code is back to work for 20% off. And we'd like to say thank you very much to Roan for making this show possible. Thank you, Roan. Buck, buck. You know when that shirt that we're twinsies of, you know, boy, that's a loud streetcar. Um, you know when that would have been nice to have? I, I don't want to dredge up sad memories. When we, you, when we did the re- recording of the show? That would have been, that would have been cute. Yeah. That would have been really cute. If we were one yeah. of those couples that always wore the same thing. I would totally dress like you. Why are those little guys dressed the same? That's weird. 
one of them a miniature horse. Um, <laughs> Florida. I was telling my daughter back in the day, woof, woof. By the time I was, uh, I was of the, of the stinking age, um, I, especially in high school, I would bring an extra shirt to school. It was a three shirt day for me. Mm-hmm. There was this shirt I would wear to, to go to, go to my public high school. There's the shirt I would wear for physical education class. And I'll tell you, buddy, after lunch, I would have to change my shirt just walking around at my public high school. I would get so dang hot. I'll tell you that run would, would have been nice to have. It would have been. They make a mm-hmm. lot of stuff now that that is, you know, designed for people who might in the past have had to take a shirt off and put another shirt on. Now you don't have to mm-hmm. do it anymore. You have to have at least two shirts for that, though. It, to you own know, at least two, shirts yeah. all the way down. Yeah. You know, um, we uh, we walked to um, camp today. Dropped my kid off. We decided to walk. Um, and uh, you can cut this out, but you know what I said to her? I, I was telling her about uh, doing podcast stuff. Yeah. And, um, and how, I mean, she doesn't care, but like, you know, she's vaguely aware that I listened to some of uncle John's uh, music this morning. We were just talking about podcast stuff. And I was just saying like, um, how does one say, I wish everybody got the opportunity to record a podcast because the fun thing about everybody who listens to podcasts for years and years and years and years. It, it's like those guys with jerseys who think they play football. I, I'm not saying it's difficult. What I am saying is it's going to be so fun the day you finally are on a podcast and then you spend the next week thinking about how stupid you are. <laughs> I say so much stupid. I, 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 do, I do four shows a week and I'm, I say so much stupid stuff. And I really want everybody to have that opportunity to feel bad about it. I was talking on, the, on that rectifs that comes out this week, I was talking about the, the musical Hamilton and I was talking about my favorite song in Hamilton and, and I named it the wrong name. It's one of my favorite songs. And I called, I did the Marco uh, 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 snap to grid problem. And I confused the song satisfied from Hamilton with, with the name of the song unsatisfied by the replacements. And I said that I said, this is my, my favorite song from Hamilton is unsatisfied. No, it's not idiot. And you I can't go back. It's the there. It's there now. Back. Can't edit that. We don't that. edit for content. No. Anyways, I'm just saying, I hope everybody get, gets the chance to be that stupid. But I know exactly what you're talking about. I think, about, I think about stupid stuff that I have said or like I, I misquoted something. You can't something. dwell. You can't dwell. Oh, I don't. I try not to now because I know there's not much point to it. Um, you know, I think, uh, speaking of performance, you know, uh, I feel like uh, we do our best when we when we can reach for the best we're capable of today, even given a past when we um, haven't been at our best. And, you know, you go and you watch a sports game. I watch sports games sometimes, not this season, but other seasons I watch sports games. And you see somebody, look at, look at a Steph Curry uh, or a Clay Thompson, and they play basketball. And, and like, there's, there's nights where Clay Thompson can't miss. I mean, he has just dropped like four three-pointers in a row. He does a heat check from way outside and he gets it in and you're like clay thompson you are like a god tonight that must feel great and then the next night he can't hit dookie steph curry has nights where he can't hit dookie some nights he's got over 40 points and then other nights he doesn't have as many points but he keeps coming out and he keeps trying to make the ball go through the hoop net and i think that's what we should all try to do you you can't dwell too much on on uh on you know confusing uh, a replacement song from, uh, from see now I'm gonna say I could say that I think it's 1985, but I might get that wrong, and then people will be mad. I just want people to be happy, Dan. 
There was a funny thing I saw a million years ago. I'll try to find for notes. But there was a, um, and I don't know, this might be ableist today, but uh, there was a very funny uh, diagram, an early meme of um, all of the Winnie the Pooh characters and what their mental or emotional uh, disorder <laughs> Hang, would be. Hang-ups would be, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, like what the DSM would say. I think Eeyore has dysthymia. He's got like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, several of them have depression. I, I, I obviously relate to Piglet because he, he has an anxiety disorder. Well, he keeps losing his house. You yeah, know? really. Anyways. And um, does Piglet have a parent? Well, I mean, it's like, it's, like a, it's like a pony horse situation where I think a Piglet is a baby pig. It now, is. you ask me, that's a small pig, not a child pig. It's not a pig baby, but his name is Piglet. His, he's not a Piglet? Well, here's the thing. I don't know. Cause like, I had you know, always assumed that he was a child, a, 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 a child, child pig. pig, maybe even an orphaned well, child he's a, pig. So he probably shouldn't own a house at all. He probably doesn't have, hasn't built up the pig credit for that. You know, 20% pig down. And I don't, Wait I don't know the minute. answer to that, but, but, uh, but, uh, you know how it is sometimes, and you know, I feel bad for, for people, I feel bad for anybody who has siblings, but like you get a, you get a, uh, let's say you're born, right? like a baby and then you get to be a little older and then another baby comes along that baby can't talk so great and then they give you a funny name because they can't talk so great and then that becomes your name from then on maybe mm-hmm. that happened maybe piglet has a smaller piglet uh for a sibling they named the pig piglet and it's stuck it's like snot boogie you know what i'm saying one day you forget to wear your jacket now you're snot boogie went back to the uh the wire recently still a very good show Okay, hey, hold, gonna, reading about, hold on, I'm going to put this in notes. Are you looking at Piglet? Yeah. This is really, there's a lot of small animals in this program. And none of them were harmed. <laughs> that we know of. Well, it's just not over yet. I do Ooh. I do have a request uh, for advice from you and from the audience at some <clears throat> point. Um, oh, I have one of those too. Should we do that? Yeah, let's do it. I, I'm... We have lots I'm, of stuff. Just so we're clear, here's what I've got, Dan. I want you, let's manage our time well. You have, you have one other thing to talk about this episode, yes? Yes. You, you have me all day. Thank you for accommodating my weird schedule because I had drop off today. What I've got is, what I, what I've got is um, some Star Wars uh, related follow up okay. from our listeners. I have some link recommendations. We have to talk about friend of the show, uh, Jason Finn and the thing that he sent. Yeah. Um, and I got a Disney video, but um, let's talk about something important. What is it you would like your audience and me for help help with? Okay. So my, uh, as my son is going to middle school as I believe your daughter is starting middle school. And, uh, and so as at the school that he's going to, uh, all of the middle schoolers are required to have an iPad and it's, they use it in the school. They use it for their assignments. They use it for a bunch of other things. So Mm -hmm. that's what the requirement is. And the school has, you know, I guess they get a very, very good educational discount from Apple uh, oh, that's cool. So that you have to provide the iPad that they use. Yeah, you've got to buy it for at, at them. a public school. It's not a public school. It's a private okay, school okay. now. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's cool. All right. For be for a lot of reasons, but where he's gonna he's gonna be in this for middle school. He probably will go back to public school for high school, but we'll we'll see. But yes. there's some. It's it's a mess. They're changing the zoning. I don't even want to try and figure no, no, out no, what's no. going I'm, on. I, I'm so sorry. I opened that. No, thistle, it's thistles. it's that's oh, a dear. whole show right there. Just that's talking the about that. But anyway, so oh, it, don't he, even talk to me about what you go through. So he's, oh my god, just 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 applying to the schools and the oh god, it's it's all such a mess. I don't like any of the outcomes. 
Yeah. It, so the, the iPad that they recommend, you he could have used his existing iPad, but there are some reasons why we didn't want to do that. Um, one of them is the school has what, for lack of a better term, control software that they put on the iPad. They're not like MDM mo- stuff. Yeah. They're, they're not monitoring what you do as much well, as yeah, they You install a profile and then you can manage the device. You can manage the device. It mm-hmm. can, it, it can prevent you from using certain apps during school hours so that the kids mm-hmm. aren't like playing games during I class. Think that's and, pretty, I think that's pretty common. They, it's very they, they common. Do, they do that with Lyft and Uber people. I think, I think they make Interesting. you a profile. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I didn't, but that makes sense too. So anyway, this is, uh, the, and, and so what they recommend, I'll put this in the, well, I'll put in the show notes. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, it is the not, you know, and, and Apple's gotten weird with their naming of iPads nowadays, but what is just called the iPad now, just the iPad. It is not, not iPad an pro, not, not a pro, mini. not an air, not a mini, just an iPad. It is the 9.7 inch iPad. Okay. So I, I see this. forget if it's a sixth generation, but it, different places call it different things. It's still got the big bezel. Yes. It still has the big bezel and it has the touch ID button and this. It, it does it, now work with the gen one pencil. It, it like. does. Correct. And uh, you can get it in silver space, gray or gold. The lowest mm-hmm. configuration for Ram is 32 gigs. So anyway, they got them. And, and if you mm-hmm. were to go to the website and buy it, it's 329 bucks in the 32 gig configuration with Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, plus tax. And the Wi-Fi usually adds like a hundred bucks. Uh, cellular. Yeah. It's four fifty nine. Oh, sorry. It's cellular. I apologize. 459 like, I with, with cellular. Okay. But, uh, but the school selling them for less than, less than list price w- with everything included. No tax, you know, no tax on top of it or anything like that. Yeah, Cause yeah. they've got the educational deal. So, and what's nice is if you order it from this through the school, then they, they set it up and just hand it to you all set up and everything. So that's what we did. And, uh, and it's, and it's great. And they also recommend that you get a case for it and a keyboard to go along with it. And so my son has had for his iPad Air 2, I think is what he has, or it's an iPad, maybe it's just an iPad Air. He has mm-hmm. a the Logitech folio case, which is fine, but mm-hmm. doesn't provide very much uh, protection. And if if you know what, you know, 11 and 12, 13 year old kids are like, you're not going to send them every single day to school without an iPad that's wrapped in something like an OtterBox type configuration. So this brings me to the question. There are not a lot of rugged cases out there. OtterBox makes some, there's a couple Hmm. other companies that make them, but my son does not want a separate keyboard. He wants one that integrates into it. So I, Oh, he does. That's important to him. Yes. And so I found that really limits your options. It really does. And the one that we ordered is the Zag rugged messenger, which has backlit keyboard. The keyboard's pretty nice, but basically what it is, and I'll put this thing in the show yeah, notes. There it this. is. Um, this is the Zag Rugged Messenger backlit case and Bluetooth keyboard compatible with 2018 G6 and 2017 G5 Apple iPad 9.7-inch durable case with built-in stand multiple device pairing black. Mm-hmm. And um, Hang on. You got, you got a compatible with uh, uh, 2018 G6 and uh, 2017 G5 Apple iPad 9.7-inch? Yes. Okay. And you, did you get that in black? I did. Okay. Okay. And, and that's the nine, that's the 9.7. It's a hundred dollars. First of all. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, look at that. It's $96. I don't like that. Oh, doctor. Um, now wait. And that's got the keyboard in it. Hmm. Okay. So if to describe this to the listeners at home, 
imagine a regular iPad case that is sort of what I would call a bumper case that goes around the sides bumper of it case. and around the back of it. It looks like something from um, uh, Joss Whedon's uh, Astonishing X-Men. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so that allows you to just hold the iPad as it is on its own. But mm-hmm. then it kind of sort of connects to the keyboard. And the way this works is the keyboard is like... Um, has a magnetic strip at the top of it that lines with the magnetic strip on your iPad on the side of the, of the case, the magnetic strip built into the case of the iPad. So it kind of sort of docks and connects to it. And then Mm -hmm. it's got a flap Mm. on the back that props it up that uses magnets to allow you to prop it a different way. I, uh, what I'm trying to say is I don't really like it. My son it sounds like, like like not the best of several worlds. Yeah, it really isn't. And so my my question <laughs> is, are there any other people out there who have a rugged iPad case that they really like that they can recommend to me? And if so, uh, hopefully it also can dock with a keyboard. I I am going to have a tough mm. sell to get him to the go keyboard with a is separate kill you. device. The keyboard, yeah. The keyboard is going to kill you cuz most keyboards suck yeah and all the ones that are for the ipad i could do an entire episode on this you don't want to know how many cases for these things i've tried you don't want to know how many i've tried i mean i'd be happy to talk about it if you ever want to talk about it but the is, is he going to be typing a lot on it i don't know i don't know how is much it's going to be, be kind of like a laptop kind of maybe maybe i mean Okay. And so, so so go ahead, restate restate your question. You were looking for a case that hopefully has a keyboard, a Bluetooth keyboard. Yes. That's rugged. And hopefully so did you buy the $96 one? I bought it and we have it. And of course, yeah. because because it is a new thing, he's like, Oh, I love it. It's the best. It's the best thing ever. You know, he's he's like, you know, in mm, love with yeah. this thing. Um I can understand, I very much understand wanting to do that, but the combination of a keyboard, I mean, he's not going to be Jason Snell about the keyboard. No, he's not he going to need uh, Cherry Browns or whatever. Right no. Now. If you'll pardon my saying, I'm sorry, I'm talking about your son and Cherry Browns. <laughs> Cherry's Brown. Um, but having something that, that is a not sucky keyboard that will stand up to a 11 or 12 year old kid's use of it alongside a way to protect the inevitable bounces off of things. You know, it's just like now I, I just don't, he, when I asked him, I said right away, I said, you know, they make a lot of really good rugged cases out there. There's one, this one from this company and this company, I, I showed him someone. I just put the one we got in notes that we, we love. I'm my, I got my daughter that. in March. I got her, um, the OtterBox defender series case for iPad pro 9.7 inch version retail packaging black. Okay. And that thing, it's kind of crazy. OtterBox, boy, I mean, it's it's a journey to install something in an OtterBox for the first time. It is not <laughs> intuitive. It's really not intuitive. There are so many parts, and then you realize it didn't work because there's a part within the part. Uh-huh. And then there's, you've got to take the piece of the part out of the part, and then you reassemble it and make it you know better, stronger, faster. This one looks great. It's terrific. And, you know, I mean, it's a little frustrating. Uh, in a, So it's a mixed bag in the sense that, well, first of all, it is, it's, it's, it's OtterBox. Like it's, it's meant to be very durable and to the extent possible, make this thing usable while still protecting as best it can. But that includes stuff like it's got little doors that cover the, the ports, little rubber doors, right? Mm. So like when you want to plug it in at night, um, you have to make sure 
you've cleared away the little rubber door so you can and do the lightning. Uh, as you see from the photo, the the um, uh, earphone mm-hmm. uh, port has a little thing on it, um, but it's 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 worked great and it even has a weird plastic clear cover thing where you can still use touch ID. But it's not, you know, it's for, if it's for a kid, it'll be fine. Yeah. As, as, can I address the keyboard thing very quickly? Please. Okay. I, I don't want to get into this. Please don't email me. I've tried several things. Um, see, now I'm doing the thing I said I wasn't going to do. I've got the well, make or grade. Make a recommendation? <laughs> no, but I'm going to sound <laughs> negative. It's oh, just I don't care. Who cares? If you want a keyboard, get a Get an, an actual grown person keyboard if you want to use a keyboard. Because if you use that weird, costly thing that they that Apple sells, it's fine. Some people love it. I hate it. I it's I mean, I can use it in a pinch. I don't I'm I don't see myself buying another one of these because it's even on the large iPad Pro, it's really it's still it's cramped and it's weird and it's like typing on indoor indoor outdoor carpeting it's still weird i I, i've had the original bridge and i have the new bridge i think the original bridge was kind of better made the new bridge is fine i got one for my big ipad pro the bridge is the one that when you connect it to your ipad it almost makes it 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 looks metal and it feels like a a laptop yes absolutely from a design standpoint they've done a great job with like it looks like you've got a little laptop and it's so effective in fact that on more than one occasion (laughs) really pretty much every time i use the bridge keyboard on my big ipad pro it will not be more than a few minutes before i'm idiotically rubbing my right index finger on the case thinking that there's going to be a touchpad there Mm. right so that's really good you can use a mouse on iOS 13. And yeah. It is wild. It's so freaking cool. Does it show the little cursor on the screen and everything? Yeah, because it's an accessibility feature. It makes right. this little round area. You can tweak the heck out of it. God, iOS 13 is so good. I know, blah, blah, blah. Everybody always tells you don't install it. I know, I know. Yeah, you, you know, all the guys who give you the advice not to install it, guess what they've done? They've installed it because they get to call it for their work. Don't do it, but iOS 13 is really good. If you have a spare iPad, it's really awesome. I put it on my phone too. Um, so, but the problem is like, you know, like, okay, so there's this Logitech I'm typing on now. There's a K760. That is the solar Logitech keyboard. Not the best portable keyboard, but it has that thing with the Bluetooth keys for switching between devices. That's yes. amazing. Yes. I uh, forget the other Logitech I've got, but the other Logitech I've got, that's the prettier, like black and silver one. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of keyboard I would want for it. But that's not what he wants because he wants an all-in-one. Well, I think he's also thinking like, do I really want two separate things floating around in my backpack now? An extra thing to take out, an extra thing to deal with, to keep track of. And and, but then once I got this case and I saw how weak the magnet is connecting it to the to the keyboard, I thought, well, Ugh. might as well have a separate freaking keyboard. It's so then. hacky. You might as well make one out of, out of, out of cardboard and magazines. I'm like, like sickened, kind of sickened by this Schmidt. whole thing. Sickening. It's sick. It's, it's sickening, but okay. I'm going to cut the iPad in half, Dan. Is he using it? Is he getting used to it? The keyboard can, can and the com- thing. Well, can you compel him or encourage him to start using it now before the school year starts. He's already started. He used it the minute that I walked in the door with it. He's standing there staring. He is okay with it. Yeah, he likes it. He is okay with it. I'm sorry. I'm not okay with it. I never said she stole my money. 
You I, know what I'm saying? I think he will not be okay with it soon. Do you know why my Skype message is always, I never said she stole No, I've never known that. Say that sentence and emphasize any word in that sentence. Anyone, you pick. But I never said she stole my money. 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 Mm-hmm. I never said she stole my money. Mm-hmm. I never said she stole my money. I never said she stole my money. Yeah. You can do that with any sentence, though. That's not well, but that's a really good example of how dumb our language is. Where it all depends on which word you stress. I don't like. I never said she stole my money. If he likes it and he is okay with it, yeah. I'm not saying people shouldn't contact you because I I want an answer to this too. It's just I, I I I my problem is I have such a divide with so many people on on this kind of stuff, where like I do see when I'm sitting there with like a um so I guess I guess the is it the Logitech I use at home mostly, the other Logitech that and um, a Logitech MX Master Mouse on an iPad it's pretty magical. Once you get your legs under you and you get used to the idea of you're going to be using Spotlight a lot, it is crazy. I'm not going to say it's a replacement for a laptop. I'm going to say it's what comes after laptops. Uh Uh-huh. Right? So instead of trying to recreate the laptop experience of 15 years ago, how about we start looking at the future, guys? Way of the future. Uh, It is amazing. But, I mean... If you have to travel with it, I I don't know. I the idea of like and not that durable case. And and the nice thing about the bridge, the bridge does come with this weird magnetic back that you yes. can put on. Yes, I've it's seen that. It's weird. It's weird and I don't use it, but like if you want it and then it looks like a, a bridge iPad, it's kinda odd. But like I don't know. If you want protection, buy protection. If you want a keyboard, buy a keyboard. And if you don't care, like <laughs> You can just you know live with whatever. Okay, so let me let me let me twist the question a little bit Please. and say I'd like one to three recommendations. Either an all-in-one that that's that's awesome, which I think it doesn't exist. Well, people will tell you it's awesome. Two, because that's the one they own. A really good rugged case like the one Merlin recommended, which you might just say the one Merlin recommended is fantastic. Get that one. Great. I'd like to hear that. And then third would be some kind of keyboard that is not the Logitech keys to go keyboard uh, that, that people seem to like uh, that is rugged enough that if my son throws it into his backpack and he is very careful with things, but things happen that if he were to put it in his backpack and it's going to get all mashed up against books and keys and then whatever else that it's going to survive that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, does that mean it's a membrane keyboard without chiclet keys to pop off? I don't know. I'm open to hearing about it, but remember any, anything that in that adds an obstacle to getting this thing in and out of a bag like don't well you could put it in a keyboard case and then there's a special snap and zipper he's not going to do that that's not going to happen it here's what i want you to imagine if you don't have a 12 year old child this is what i want you to imagine there's a backpack with a million things in it and the objects being thrown into the middle of it zipped up and later it's going to fall off the couch or off the seat of the car or onto the ground child the child will go somewhere in school, bring the backpack and need to put the backpack down. They will throw the backpack. Yes. Backpacks are thrown. Yes. So that's the requirements for your keyboard. Yeah. So I, but yeah, I think fun. I could, if I showed up 
at home, if I walked in the door and said, dude, look, is an even better rugged case. And look at this cool keyboard and watch. And I threw the keyboard or something, <laughs> you know, that's not good modeling, but no, yeah. but he wouldn't like that. But I'm saying like it hypothetically, yes, then he, he might, I could sell him on getting it okay. as a separate okay, okay. thing. Yeah. But as it stands right now, my plan is to get the OtterBox thing that you guys like and and go with that and get a separate keyboard unless people if you override use, it. If you want to use the iPad like a person, mm-hmm. holding it in your hand in landscape, like a normal person, yeah. how quickly can you go from Zag keyboard thing to holding it in your hand like a person? You just it pop it off? Like you, how just, do you... you lift it and the, the pathetic weakness of the magnet... Oh, releases it, it right away. Like if you were to gently lift mm. by the iPad where it was connected on the, on the magnet, it would probably stay together. But if you jerk it like that, it, it's going to hit gonna the desk. You're going to need a case for this. Cause you start banging on the iPad with your dirty little finger. Yeah. It's going to go flying backwards. Yeah. Flinging off the edge, like Wiley Coyote holding on to the Acme super rugged case. That's right. God damn it, Dan. Yeah. What kind of world are we living in? Don't know. $96. It's crazy. Hang on. Do you have the slightest idea what a moral and ethical principle is? Do you? It's a contract. It's a contract. Dan, why is the 9.796 and the 10.5 is $79? I don't know. What is happening? (laughs) I don't. It's called price gouging. I don't know. I'm going to close this tab because now I'm just getting angry. Yeah. Please contact Dan. Dan, where do you want people to contact you about this? I mean, I'm. You don't like when people tweet at you. You want them to email no, you? No, I mean, to emailing, email, go to 5by5.tv slash contact and click the like Dan Benjamin link at the top. Mm-hmm. You could, you can tweet to me. I'm not very active but on be, Twitter. But be nice about it. Try to be nice about but it. But I, I, if you want, if Twitter's easier for you, I'll, I'll probably see it eventually. Uh, whatever you want to do. And any way right. you want to get me the advice, I'm appreciative of that. Mine is really fast. Uh, and I, I could probably look it up. Um, I have a, um, I have a DOS keyboard for my iMac that I love and mm-hmm. it's got media keys on it and the media keys, you know, include, you know, play pause, you know, previous next, right. whatever. Um, what, what is the official, what is the official logic for how the media key knows which media to play pause and when? Oh, right. So, so in other words, if you've got Spotify playing, it's not iOS, there's not one stream. Like if I'm watching a YouTube video while I'm listening to overcast on the web, like a monster, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's not, it's not always picking them. I would, you know, the obvious one to me would be, it picks whatever the most recent or focal like thing is, Yeah, but that doesn't seem to be it. No, it doesn't. I have the same problem with my regular Apple keyboard, both the one built into my laptop Ooh. and the one that came with my and sometimes iMac. it'll just launch iTunes. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, right? yes. And I do, so is there is there a logic to that? And what is the logic? Is sometimes it's iTunes. Link sometimes it's there's a, Spotify. Sometimes it's YouTube yes. video that's in the background. And if I'm just a dummy and I couldn't be bothered to look for it, it's fine to send a link to a KBase. But just just uh, I'm just curious about that because I do love that feature. I love that I so uh, my ugh, I I am so a corner case in the Marco world, but like at work. Uh, I don't honestly at work at my office, I do listen to overcast on the web a lot. And I usually have it, whatever it is, I hit the yellow button. So it kind of goes away and, um, and play pause is great. Like if I need to like, you know, talk to a dingus or I need to you know just have it be quiet for a minute. I love that it, that it'll pause what's, you know, hidden in the dock. And then uh, a, a lot of it, almost all of the time, when I hit it again, it starts playing, right? At exactly the same point. Right. But not always. So if you know the logic, tell me. Thank you. 
And have you ever run into the situation where you're watching a YouTube video and you hit the space bar to pause it and instead of pausing it, it just scrolls the page down and then you have to scroll back up and somehow click, click I somewhere know. on the web page and then I it just know, works? I have done that. <laughs> That's finger space pollution. That's weird, yeah. <laughs> finger space pollution. Finger space pollution. It's a good um, one. Jeez, we got a lot of Star Wars follow up here, but do you want to tell me about a second thing that you like? Yeah, I'll tell you about Squarespace. Squarespace. Squarespace is encouraging you to make it, make it yourself, make it stand out. And they make that possible with really, really great tools that make it so easy to make whatever the website is that you want to make. You can make a blog, you can make a, 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 a cool page that describes your iOS application. You can host files of variety of kinds. You can, if you're a photographer, that'll make these beautiful galleries for you. you. I know people that use it for their resumes. I know people that are using it to announce their, um, their, you know, their upcoming wedding. I mean, there's so many things that you can do with it. And of course you can sell stuff with Squarespace too. They make it super easy to sell stuff and figure out shipping and like they've done everything you could possibly want to do. And if you are updating content on a regular basis, I know somebody who has a couple different YouTube channels and he likes to kind of aggregate all of them under his own one single brand. So mm -hmm. he's always bringing in like posting YouTube videos and it's, you don't even have to like, copy code out or embed anything uh, squarespace is smart enough to just you just give it the link and it understands what to do with it and how to format it and how to make sure it looks good on the page and like they really truly have thought of everything you possibly could want including analytics that help you grow your website built-in seo um, you know, all the security stuff is handled by them. They, you can even get a domain name right there on Squarespace and have it integrate into your Squarespace site. They support over 200 domain name extensions and literally anything and everything that you want to do with a website and they make it easy to do and you can do it with drag and drop and it's just so simple and nice and, uh, and you should go check it out. Special URL to use squarespace.com slash it's your show. Uh, that'll get you a free trial when you're ready to launch. You use the offer code, it's your show, and you'll save 10% off your purchase of a website or a domain for your first purchase. So go check them out. And, uh, and, and that's all I've got to say. Do you have anything to add about Squarespace, Merlin? My thing is, um, I, I got two things because there's always two things with me. <laughs> One is, um, if you, you know, you've heard this ad for a long time. Um, it's still, this is going to sound so dumb, but try it. If you've never tried it out or you haven't tried it in a while, try it out because it really is good. The other thing I like to just mention from time to time is that even if you don't think it's right for you because you're a pearl jackie, you're a camel rider, <laughs> you're a, you're a Larry wallpaper, uh -huh. like you are uh, that's that's all I got. Um you can always tell other people about it. When folks need a web solution, uh, I call it a solution, a solution and service. Like when they need something and they want a website like a person, tell them about Squarespace. That's all I want to say about that. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and back to work. Now, Let's talk about something important. That's, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's the second of two things you like, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I got some stuff I can blow through fast, and then we could talk a little more about, uh, not Star Wars, but um, Disney. Okay. We got some Disney follow-up? Yes. I don't know. What do you want to do? Um, Star Wars. Okay. Or the stuff the stuff and the Star oh, the Wars stuff. thing. Okay, so, yeah. so really, uh, the other stuff is really fast. Um, <clears throat> Marco... Um, uh, tweeted this thing that at first I thought looked like a serious douchebag article, but it was actually really pretty good because uh, Marco has good taste. But um, I wanted to commend you to a... Uh, oh, 
God, this hurts my mouth. 20 plus Mac productivity hacks from CEOs, artists, developers, YouTubers, and more. But it actually has some good stuff in it. It's very Alfred centric. It makes me <laughs> wonder if I've I've chosen chosen poorly, not poorly, but like uh, sorry, that was a reference. But like uh, you know, I'm a launch bar person at this point. But boy, a lot of these folks love Alfred. What if it's a jam up? But there's a lot of good tips in there to like really great things that again, if you're like a power user, like you're you're gonna know these. But great ideas like utilizing um apple device wide keyboard shortcuts for things like phone numbers and things like that Mm -hmm. very good to know and just a lot of great stuff that i i I once knew but forgot about like window management stuff in modern mac os that i'd forgotten about anyway check out that article it's a terrible terrible title um but it has a lot of good stuff in it it's in show notes dan where would people find uh, show notes for episode 432 of your back to work program uh five by five dot tv slash b as in brothers two is in the number w is in women slash four three two winnie the pooh mental illness um oh oh beep, 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 i think i found it i think i found it oh yeah here you go let me send this to you what's some about piglet well, yes. I mean, because to me, like, so, he was always a baby pig. He was piglet. It was, it was like calling, it would be like calling someone human mm-hmm. or man or, you know, person yeah, or whatever. Or, 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 yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not going to post this because I don't want to get yelled at on Twitter. Winnie the Pooh and mental illness. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh has an eating disorder. Piglet has an anxiety disorder. Tigger has uh, ADHD. Owl has narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit has uh, OCD. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, Eeyore has major depressive disorder and Christopher Robin has schizophrenia. That's the best one. Mm-hmm. A little dyslamic donkey. Well, how would you feel if you didn't have housing security in the hundred acre wood? I just imagined him as a piglet. I just thought he was being called what he was. A little, a piglet. You still think, you think he's a baby pig, like a child pig? Yes. He <laughs> is a, he's a, he is a child. A piglet like that, you don't eat all at once. You might have to. See, now now a lot of folks aren't going to recognize that. No. They haven't listened to all the episodes. They haven't listened to the good one. All right, I'm getting tired. Let's let's talk um let's talk about Star uh Star Wars. Why do I keep saying Star Wars? It's got Galaxy's Edge in front of me here. Um we talked um way too much about Disney World and its management last episode. And uh who knows how many people stopped listening to the show because of that, but we got a lot of nice feedback. But by, by which we I did. mean a couple people. We did. A couple, Three, couple four, people five or people. more said they would listen to more of that. I, I'm not going to commit to that, but mm-hmm. um, we could do us a little bit of Disney um, follow-up to share. But I'm glad people like that because, as I said to numerous people who emailed us, like I've been obsessed with Disney World my whole life in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. First, as a place I hadn't been to, as this like Valhalla of branded fun. <laughs> right, and then like right. after I had been there, I was really scarred by the Haunted Mansion because I was a scared kid. Mm-hmm. Um but then, you know, just the, the delight of it. And then I get a little bit older and I like kissing girls and I learned about the sky ride and stuff like that. And, um, but you know, or, or Tom Sawyer Island, you could do some necking at Tom Sawyer Island. Mm. But then as I got older, thinking about the management. So yeah, I thought it was, um, I'm glad people liked it. And we do have some follow-up. Yeah. Follow-up. Yeah. A lot of people, we- and, and by a lot, I mean a few Yes. Um, either emailed me directly or tweeted to me and said that they they would like to hear my very depressing, bleak, 
oh, take of course. on, you, but I'm not, I'm not ready. To, yes, I will do it. Uh, but I'm not, okay. I won't do it today. And what I think I will do is I will do it toward the end of, of, of a show, maybe next week's show I'll prepare for it. Cause I need to prepare for it. We could do an after dark. We could do it as an after dark or we could do it as part of the episode. I don't know what would be better, but I want to do it in mm-hmm. a way that, that it's very clear. It would be at the, if we did it as part of the regular show, I would say, okay, yes. this, this is where it begins. If you're not interested in potentially ruining your and your children's childhood, stop listening I now see. and Dan, get Dan's out of here. going to bring the sadness. We want to bracket that. Yeah. Protect you. Yeah, and, because and your inner child. One of the things I noticed that people said to me when they were commenting about it was, um, I, you know, I love it, but I'd love to hear why you don't. And I'm thinking, no, you, you probably mm-hmm. don't want to hear it because in, in, in the same way that John Syracuse ruined mm-hmm. iOS for me forever. I wasn't going to say it, but you're right. I don't want to ruin this for other people. And I think once you hear what I, I say is a very, very compelling, unforgettable analysis of it that you will, you will never look at it the same way again. And the next time that you watch a Disney movie or go to Mm -hmm. a park or get a toy, you will 1000% think of what I said and maybe what Merlin says, and you will, you will no longer be happy about it. It will, it will. This is interesting. Does it apply to things apart from Disney? It's just, I can't separate those things. You can't separate those I things. Can't. You're going to bring some some Horkheimer and Adorno Frankfurt School praxis to this <laughs> that's going to bend people's brains with your Marxist rhetoric. I have to look right? half of that up, but sure. Sure. <laughs> Frankfurt School. Yeah. I don't know So I don't want br- to do that now, but I will no. do it okay. later. Let's keep it fun and light. Yeah. Also, geez, we're in an hour. Um, so a couple things. Um uh okay one thing um you know i don't support that many patreons but Mm. one of them that i like a lot and and super recommend i don't know it's not for everybody but if you're a dork you might like it's called technology connections i've mentioned it a lot on here Mm -hmm. and i just really like the guy i like how he rolls i like his style i like that he always puts on a blazer like a gentleman um and uh, he has he has one that i i i'm trying to remember if i found this or must have been somebody sent it to us but but I don't remember. Um, and it's in show notes. And um, it's called Roller Coaster Safe- Safety. How to manage too many trains at once. Wait, where are you, go- where are you going? Please come back. Um, no, and it's basically about how, in the case of Space Mountain, they deal with... You think about the... And he uses the example of... What's that? Marble Madness. He does a demonstration mm-hmm. of like... With using a Marble Madness setup, he shows you like how dangerous a roller coaster could be. And on a classic roller coaster line, you can only really safely run one roller coaster at a time. But he goes through the basic math of like, well, how about this? I mean, this ain't going to be one of those rides that's got 20 people at a time. You got six people in those trains at a time. Think now, just do some multiplication. And you'll see that it, that does not scale up to Disney levels. You got the two sides of the train, but it's still six people at a go. Right. But isn't it interesting how often a, a car, uh, the two, two cars of, two, of six people go off and how is it that there aren't many deadly accidents of collisions right so he describes you know i don't spoil it for you but it, spoiler alert it involves um lots of different sets of straight track and brakes but it i love this stuff because i love this dude i also just love the idea of like thinking through how to solve this kind of problem you know and sort of like we talked about last week the benefits of the disney stuff the control that they've got that they are able to leverage certainly they'll make more money that's good. But they don't want people to be mad. They don't want people going to Disney and being mad. 
that's it's, it would be the unhappiest place on earth. And so, like they they apply efficiencies and smart planning via their control of the entire environment to be able to improve your experience. So you don't have to wait in line. Think how long you would have to wait in line if there could only be one six-person set of cars going through Space Mountain at a time. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. That was a really good one. Um, I, We got this very, very, very late. Did you look at the video from, um, friend, or listen to the podcast segment from friend of the show, Jason, Jason Finn? Mm, I, I saw that. I saw that come in and I have, I did not uh, yet heard it. Um, I don't know how I missed this episode. This is that podcast I'm frequently, almost always talking about, which is um, uh, The Watch, which is a really good TV podcast. But it's a very funny interview where uh, Chris Ryan, uh, Andy Greenwald is off making a TV show for most of the episodes. So Chris Ryan is talking to uh, another writer at The Ringer. Um, his kid, the, this writer whose name is escaping me right now, um, and I want to get it, Gallagher, I think his name is. So uh, uh, Jason Gallagher, who's a writer at The Ringer. and No, he's not a writer at The Ringer. He's a video editor. He like <laughs> edits NBA videos. But he and his kid uh, went got into day one at the galaxy's edge attraction. And I would commend, uh, our listeners and Dan, I would, I would commend you to, to check it out because it's in your wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. you know, partly. Yeah. Yes. Something, something star Wars, but it's also very interesting how they managed this process of people coming in and getting to be in star Wars galaxy's edge. Like you, you have this four hour window when you have to be in and out. Right. It's way staffed with tons of people. The cast members are in character the entire time. So if you come up, I'm, I'm spoiling the episode a little here, but if you come up and say, where's the, where's the end of the line for the Millennium Falcon ride? They'll be like, well, adventurer, I believe that you may have a chance to uh, smuggle the b- materials if you move over in this direction. Uh-huh. All the way down to like the branded Coke stuff. Anyway, it's 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 very interesting. Do you like that kind of thing? Like, do you do you do you get into that kind of thing? Like a historic uh, Williamsburg type thing? Yeah, I do not. Um, I just uh, there's times when that would get real frustrating for me. It's kind of fun if it's a bit where someone's like, "I'm Benjamin Franklin," and for the next seven minutes, like that's fun. But like, I you know, if somebody needed like you know to be uh, needed like CPR. I wouldn't want them to go, what is this? What is an acronym? I'm confused. Right. I'm Ben Franklin. I Do you want some glasses for the condition of your thorax? I don't know of these. These just make the person spit the food up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sure. You get a CPR or a Heimlich. Now, Heimlich, that was my dad's surgeon. Did I ever tell you that? No. Dr. Heimlich was my dad's surgeon. He only got to do the Heimlich maneuver once in his life. Oh, right. It was, wasn't it like real late in life? Yes. It was like, like six it months wasn't before that long he passed. Ago, right? Yeah, it was recently. At least he um, got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it hadn't, I think it had just been published around that time. It's in the early seventies. Um, Jewish hospital, Cincinnati, look it up. The, um, so anyway, I know. So what's cool is that interview on the watch is, is fun that conversation but then also um he and his son have a little video channel this mm. really cute five-year-old kid who loves star wars and so the uh a link to a youtube video at the star wars attraction at disney world is in there as well and the kid's really cute there you go um i i don't have that more. we got some listener letters but we're running a little bit long yeah we yeah. can we could start off the uh, the the next episode with them. 
Maybe. Whatever's in the show is in the show. I mean, I, I keep these things around, and like uh, it's almost like somebody with their goddamn bullet journal. I just keep moving the letters forward each week if we uh, if we didn't talk about them, but they're still relevant. Yeah. But while I'm here, uh, th- thank you to listener Brad for asking advice on adjusting to a new baby, hopefully your own. Uh, let's, let's repeat, um, ask about circular thoughts. I'm very much looking forward to talking about that, but, um, we, you are in the, in the, in the stack and we, we will, uh, we'll, we'll get to you. And if we don't get to you, email us and we'll, you know, get you that way. Email. We're here to, ultimately we're here to help people. Help people and email is fine. Email is fine, but be nice. Try to be nice about it. How are you feeling? You feeling better? Oh God. Yeah. Finally. I think it was like, um, probably like Sunday, Monday was the first day that I actually feel like I've felt normal again in, in a sense of like, I can, I can go and do the things that I want to do in a day and not, they don't exhaust me. Just, just contemplating walking across the room. Wasn't like, Oh, I just, I don't, I can't. Flu is so exhausting. It's so exhausting. And by the way, I I just, I just want to be clear because, and this is a puzzling thing to me. Tell me if you've ever run into this. When, when I say flu, which I rarely say I'm referring to influenza influenza, which is an upper respiratory illness. There are different kinds of influenza. There's a B there's Spanish one. There's the swine one. There's all there's any kind you want. You can have them all. I don't want any of them. I'm pretty sure Legionnaire's disease is a kind of flu. I I think it should be, but anyway, Philadelphia, that is influenza. Mm -hmm. If some cold and, and the word flu F L U Mm-hmm. Is is an abbreviation mm-hmm. of influenza. influenza. It, it, it isn't a way of saying bad cold. However, many people use the word flu to refer to bad cold. Or they mean even, bad cold. It, they mean real bad cold. They mean real bad cold. There are other it, people. You might, you might have the trots or you might feel barfy. Okay. That is another also, that is by far a misnomer. There are people who will say, oh, I, I had the flu. Oh, so you had a fever of over 102 upper respiratory. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, uh, you know, I had to spend some time in the bathroom. That was the stomach mm-hmm. flu, the stomach flu. First of all, there is no such thing as a, a stomach flu. That is a misnomer. That is what people might refer to gastroenteritis or nor- hmm. norovirus or one of these that we got to get uh, Ben on here to explain it. And, 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 uh, and, uh, his other, his friend, Dr. Don, Don yeah. uh, the two of them could come on and explain in detail what causes, uh, stomach issues, but there is no such thing as a stomach flu because again, hmm. influenza, an upper mm-hmm. respiratory virus, your stomach cannot get an upper respiratory virus because your stomach does not have a respiratory <gasps> system. I just learned something today. I did not know that. It, it's true. That. But there are so many people who call it the stomach flu mm-hmm. because it's as if they want to say, it It was like a flu. I was horrible. No, it. that's mm. not a thing. They're just hmm. being unspecific. It's like saying, what happened to you? Oh, I, I had a broken arm. Really? Yeah, I couldn't stop sneezing. What are mm. you talking about? It's not mm. the same thing. Mm. So, um, so that that's, in some ways they're stealing valor from people who have the actual real flu. Yes, because there's, mm-hmm. I would much rather have the stomach flu mm-hmm. than the flu because the stomach flu, a lot of the time, which isn't a thing, by the way, you can yes. get over that. In 24 hours. Oh, you get a 24-hour flu you're talking about? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you can get over it in a few days. And I'll tell you what, 
the the flu influenza that's like a two week chunk of your life gone mm. forever that you'll yeah. never get back yeah. uh so anyway i just wanted to i just wanted to go on why, record why, why, why is up people you know why's up let, let, let's stop doing that it don't bothers me it bothers me you never me. really served in the flu wars like don't wear the uniform people don't know when the millennium was either people people don't know you know it's a good podcast is surviving y2k <laughs> My hand to God, my hand to God. So the, the guy who did um, the Richard There's Simmons a, podcast. There is such a thing? Well, hang on. This guy's really good. He's the, He did, um, he has most famously done the recent show Running From Cops, which is a hair curling short series about how messed up the show Cops is. Like really bad. He also did the Richard Simmons podcast. Well, wait, wait, wait what's messed famous. up about it? Um, huh. Bad boys, what you want? That one? Mm-hmm. That's a great yeah. show. That's perfect. It's it a good is. show. It is. You know, you can listen to that show and you'll still really enjoy it, especially with the planning evidence. Um, the um, oh, they so, do that. Uh, they do that. You have to listen to the show. You haven't oh, heard it's okay. new to you. All right. And then you got Richard <laughs> Simmons, and he also did one called Surviving Y2K. And it's not just about the Y2K bug that's not a bug. It's also about people's experiences with the um, what like eschatology of like you know, uh, end time stuff, you know, and, uh, the, the people who like <laughs> went to Israel because they thought that was where they were going to find the ark. And just, it was really interesting because it ends up diving into these all different aspects of culture, not just very much, not just the tech, but also just how everybody, most people got a little weird, you know, the fantasy Ekla thing that happens at the end of the 19th century. Like it's that times a bunch, but, um, anyway, it's a really good show. Let's see if I can put it in notes. So listen, I agree with you, Dan, you taught me something today. And uh, I'm going to stop st- stealing flu valor because that's just not right. Don't say you got the flu if you don't have the flu. It's upper respiratory. That's what I'm saying. It's an upper respiratory. <sighs> You're saying you can't get a lower intestinal. That's a different thing. If you get the toots. That's the not, to the trots. That, that's not, the flu is short for inf- influenza. You get a bad case of Lincoln law. Does it you know matter to you at all? No, it's That contract. the owners have placed their complete confidence and trust in me. And that I have signed a letter of agreement, a contract in which I have accepted that responsibility. <laughs> Do you have the slightest idea what a moral and ethical principle is? Do you? <laughs> Give me the bat. Has it ever occurred to you what would happen in my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? <laughs> Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? You want some ice cream, Doc? <laughs> okay, let's button this up. Right. Love you too, Merlin, man.